2: Because we start tonight the way we're going to finish. Fast, physical, and out of control. And the bottom line is, it's all for you.
3: Welcome, everyone, to our Super Bowl special, our pregame special today. This is the RF Sports Radio Show coming to you live from Dallas, Fort Worth, live for the home of Super Bowl XLV. That's Super Bowl 45. We got so much to talk about. We're going to talk about breaking down the game against the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. we are get into uh, everything from the wide receivers to the running game to the coaches, and you get to hear our picks and find out why we think. Our teams are going to win today. This is a great, great show. We're glad everyone tuned in. and want to welcome everyone to our city, Dallas-Fort Worth. I know you guys have been waiting to hear from us all week long. And as you guys know, inclement weather has been the big story here. But it's sunny. It cleared up yesterday. It's sunny today. So let's definitely get our show started here. Let me bring on my co-host, Royce. Royce, how you
0: doing today, man? Hey, Rodney. What's going on? Super Sunday, man. I got on yellow socks, black pants, and a green shirt. I think I'm ready for the Super Bowl. What do you
3: think? Yeah, it looks like you're going with a little there bit you of everybody
0: go. there. There you go. So I'm, I'm set <laughs> to go whoever wins. How you doing today, yeah. Rodney?
3: I'm doing great. This is Super Bowl Sunday. We actually started our show the first week of the NFL season. This is kind of a milestone for us. Our first Super Bowl it happens to be the Super Bowl that's in our backyard. So we're feeling definitely good about that. We've had a chance to get out and about and see a lot of stuff going on this week. And today is just a big day, not just for our show, but also for everyone from Dallas-Fort Worth to have a Super Bowl hosted here right down the street in Arlington. is huge. So we want to give everyone a great breakdown and analysis of the Super Bowl and also a taste of our show, especially if you're out of town and listen to us for the first time. To stay in contact with our show is really easy. Go to our website, rfsportsradio.com or go to iTunes and look for RF Sports Radio and download the show and subscribe, That way you can have it delivered to your uh, PC or whatever iTunes device you might have, iPad or iPhone. And then if you want to just keep in contact with us, follow us on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash rfsportsradio or email the show at any time at rfsportsradio at gmail.com, and you can definitely stay in contact with us there. If you're listening to us live, we do our live show uh, every week, actually, every day of the week, uh, five days a week. And our live show, and the way to reach us there is a call in, and you want to call 323-927-2906 on the live show, and you guys can reach us there without a problem. So let's definitely get the show started. Before we get started, let me introduce another uh, host of the show here. Let me bring Rick on. Rick, how you doing, man? Man,
1: I'm good. RF Happy Super Bowl Sunday. What's yes, going yes. On with us,
0: man.
1: How now, you, you know doing, I heard, David, uh-huh. I heard you
0: had a little accident, man. How you feeling? Well, listen, listen, they should change this to the ice bowl because this has definitely been the ice week. <laughs> and I tell you, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of this ice. I slipped and fell the other day, man, affecting my foot uh, on the ice. So this definitely is the ice bowl this week. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, it sure is pretty today, though.
3: I'm telling you, yeah. it's
0: football where well, time snow. is ready to go. What's yeah. thing good about this game? It could snow, it could rain, sneak anything outside, but the game would not be affected because it's in one of the largest domes ever, you know, to see a football. And you know there are more people that's going to be in the stadium today than there are in the city of Green Bay. There's 101,000 in Green Bay and over 110,000 people be in the game today. And wow. not Wow, that's wow. that's right. huge, that's huge, and that's
3: the house that Jerry built. Uh, Jerry Woods has been a topic of discussion all week long. Before we jump into the game, let's hit a couple of quick top stories here going on in sports, get everyone up to date uh, before we get into Super Bowl talk. A story that we've been following is about this Carmelo thing. We're not going to get into too much detail about it. We've had several shows talking about the Melo deal but apparently the Nuggets and the Knicks are nine talks to get a deal done. I thought we, we all thought this was going to happen sooner or later with the trade deadline coming uh, February 24th, I believe. Uh, they got to get something done pretty fast. No surprises there. my right, fellas? I mean, Ricky, you pretty much knew he was going to go to New York,
1: right? Yeah, that was my feeling pretty much all along, you know. Uh, I think the, the Nuggets was just kind of out there putting out some feelers, seeing what they can get from everybody else, you know and also keeping their name in the media, you know, so they pretty much did a good job with that. But looks like it's about to go down, though.
3: Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's about to go down. They're getting really, really close to making that thing work. In other uh, basketball news as well, the Mavs have been on a, a nice little win streak as of late. Oh, uh, and they, they'll be back in town on Monday tomorrow. Um, and I, I can't remember who they're playing tomorrow, but they'll be back in town tomorrow. And we'll be at the game, but we are actually going to have an exclusive interview with Pages Soyankovic that we'll be playing tomorrow as well, too, talking about him joining the team. And he's supposed to make his debut tomorrow. Are uh, you guys thinking he's going to come back tomorrow, Royce?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. i tell you what, this team's been clicking with him. If he comes on and just plays his game, it be a great addition, man, great addition. And, Rick, you were saying? Oh,
1: I absolutely agree, man. Hey, the Mavs have been really clicking, and they've been on a roll. But, you know, you have to be excited just to see what uh, Paige Stoyach they could bring to the table. Maybe he can get him another scoring option. Don't really look like they need it right now.
0: They keep yeah. shooting
1: the way they've been shooting. You know, but, you know, let's let's see what he can do.
3: Yeah, and it, we have a direct partnership with the Mavs. We cover the Mavs a lot. If you want to find any information out about the Mavs, go to DallasMavsBlog.com. You can stay in contact with them, and even that Pages to Convict interview is there on the website for you to find to follow before we play it uh, live on the air. So for all your Mavericks news, or even uh, anything you want to know about the NBA, follow us at rfSportsRadio.com or DallasMavsBlog.com uh, as well too, and get catch up on our coverage of the Mavs. Let's jump into a couple of NFL talk uh, before we get to the big game. Another big topic this week, other than the weather, other than uh, Jerry's world and him showing out his, his stadium to the world, and that's been the collective bargaining agreement. And the owners and the players' association had a big meeting on Saturday to try to get something done as quick as possible. Uh, Roger Goodell had his State of the NFL um, address not uh, actually on Friday And uh, what interesting thing I saw at this address is he got up there, he talked about the whole collective bargaining agreement, wanted to get something done really, really quick. And there was a player in the crowd that had a question for him, and that was Ocho Cinco. Uh, Well, he's going to change his name back to Johnson, but that was Chad Ocho Cinco stood up in front of all these reporters and all these media guys and asked a straightforward, simple question. He basically said in so many words, you know, cut out the crap, cut out the BS, all the media talk what is gonna happen. How far are we away from getting a deal done, one way or the other? And he danced around the question because honestly, I don't think he really knows how far they are away. We don't know. They we don't they have haven't have met since uh they haven't met since November and now they're trying to get something done before the March fourth deadline which is the start of the new season. And I don't think they really know how far away they are from everything. I know the issues have been talked about in the media and in the public for so long, but it seems like the biggest hang up is this eighteen game schedule. It's got to be the benefits of players for playing 18 games. You know, but, Royce, we talked about this before. You know, how far are they getting a the deal
0: done, and will we have football next year? You know, right now, I hope they get it worked out. I, I think they're miles apart. But uh, I, I think it's going to fall back on the players or what they wouldn't accept what the owners offer because my understanding is each team has saved $10 million from a uh, – funding the 401k for the players this year, and they have a total $300 million slush fund sitting on the side just in case the season don't start. I don't think the players had that option. But I hope they work this thing out. I mean, it's a bad day to talk about this Super Bowl. I'm going to worry about it after the Super Bowl, but uh, I think it's leaning more toward the owner's advantage. So I hope they work it out.
3: And, see, you know, and and the thing is, even Jerry talked about it in his interviews with the press this week is the whole reason for building a stadium that size and that big is to promote the NFL, and they can't do anything with the stadiums like that or even the ones they're building all over the country, the new one in uh, New York, the New Meadowlands, the host of next year's Super Bowl in the Indianapolis. Right. They can't Any have these large stadiums without having some kind of product out there, which has got to be NFL. So. Who's at the advantage here? Is it the owners that have the advantage, Rick, or is it the players? I mean, they're the ones that have the – they are they're the product.
1: Well, I mean, the players are the product, you know, but the owners, you know, in my mind are going to always have the advantage. They're the ones that got all the money, you know. And, and Goodell, you know, is supposed to be somewhat of a neutral party, you know, but he's going to always side with the owners because that's the business, you know. So I think the players would have a, a good shot of getting a good deal worked out, but – you know the players are going to give up a whole lot more than the owners, so I can bet
0: you that. Yeah, and, and you know the NFL is—they talking about put a team in London. They they're ready to expand the NFL and go global, but you know you can't add an expansion unless they work out agreement. You know, and even go to eighteen game schedule. Yeah, you know,
1: and the owners are—they they're being smart about it, but at the same time, just like you guys mentioned, they they know, you know, you can't you can't sell nothing you know what i mean so you got to put you got to get the players back out there some way somehow you know i don't think i'm i'm sure it's going to be football next year now my question right. is actually when when will it be you know are yeah. they going to go ahead and drag this thing out you know but you know as a fan you know and, and as a as a person that absorb that observed the sport you know you want to get all of the off season stuff going. You know, you wanna be a all part right. of that. You wanna see what's going on, you wanna see the build up and that might be, you know, what takes the biggest hit.
3: Yeah, and all then right. like like you guys have been mentioning before, when will the season start is a great question. They actually had this uh this this happened once before it got moved uh, to to the midnight hour when they pushed the deadline back a few uh, few weeks after March 4th, which is supposed to signal the start of the new season, they pushed it back once before to try to get things done in therefore effort to get a full season in. So I think they may be added to that again, trying to push it back maybe a couple of months so they can start the season a little bit later, but still we'll have all the football that we want to have. Because the problem right now is if you draft a guy, you can't get him in the training camp. You can't right. bring him into right. the team. You can't, you can't show him any plays. You can't do anything. So it's
1: gonna
0: and be, they're thinking about boycotting the Boston. combine, too. Yeah, right. I've heard that. I've heard that. And, you I've know, it's, it's so much money involved in, in football, you know, TV revenue, player salary, you know what I mean, stadiums, that it, it, it's going to happen. Even even as bad as the economy got, football still, th- you know, uh, thrived. So I think it's, it's a big, it's too much money to let sit on the table. So something's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and you know yeah. this this could definitely be a, a smokescreen, but one of the. The most positive things that I've seen that come out, you know, of the whole week and as far as the collective bargaining agreement was that, you know, they did get a chance to meet, although it was only for a couple of hours, but when they put out a statement, they put out a joint statement versus it being right. an owner statement as opposed to the right. player statement. You know what I mean? They put out a joint statement and said, look, this is what we're trying to do. And that could be a small thing, but if people really look into that, that could be a positive thing for them.
3: Yeah, and I think Jerry Jones had the best comment from any owner that I've heard. He's actually head of the owner's committee and the host uh, for the meeting and also for the Super Bowl as well, and he basically said the only reason we have deadlines is because that's the only way deals get done. If you don't have a deadline, you don't have nothing to work towards right. or nothing to scare people to get to the table. So I thought he had the best comment on that. With that deadline, they got to get something done pretty fast. Let's jump into some other NFL news real quick. The Hall of Fame selections have come down. Yeah. And we do we do got a local guy that's going in. Uh, Deion Sanders will be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Mr. Primetime, a Dallas resident here. Also, Mar- Marshall Falk will go in. Shannon Sharp, Richard Dent, Ed Sable, the head of NFL films and creator of NFL films. Les Richter and Chris uh, Hamburger will go in there as well. So what do you guys think about the list? I mean, some of the guys didn't make it in, but what about the guys that made it? Dion, Marshall, Fogg, Shannon, Shaw, Richard, Den. These guys are all deserving. I think you would agree, Ross.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Rodney. All these guys, and you know, hats off to Dion. He's one of my favorite players. You know, he, he came over to turn prime time. But uh, you know, they were talking about uh, the guy from NFL Films going in and took away a football player spot. And i got, I got to say they need to have two categories. Uh, for people that's in football, whether it be announcers, uh, coaches, uh, general managers, should be one category. And players should be another, and it should be a committee that picks both. And that way nobody's left off the list, because everybody yeah. on the list deserves to be in there.
3: And that's a good point, because some of the guys that didn't make it, Rick, Curtis Martin, uh, right. DeMonte Dawson, Cortez Kennedy, Andre Reed, really Rolfe, I mean, I, here's the thing about Ed Sable. You could write everything you wanted to about the NFL, but you couldn't see it if it wasn't for him. Right. This guy was a car salesman, had a had a camera, and recorded the first championship game, and from then on went on to make NFL films, what we know it know it to be today. But that, that's that's a good point, though, Rick. I mean, he did take up a player's spot. Some of these players, you know, definitely should get in there. Curtis Martin, Andre Reed, too, for example, but do you think right. they should have a separate category for executives, GMs, guys like that, yeah. coaches?
1: Right. That's a really good that's a really good point and a good idea, you know. That that should be something that they should look into doing. You know, I doubt that they will, but it makes sense. You know, because you do have players, you know, like Willie Roth, you know, who didn't get to make it in and Curtis Martin who right. didn't make it in. So, you know, right. I agree totally. But when you speak in terms of the guys that did make it in make it in this year, You know, Deion Sanders and Marshall Falk, you know, and Shannon Sharp. Just look at, you know, the things that these guys have done over their careers. You know, how many players can you name, you know, that were better than these particular players at their respective positions? You know, so these guys are very, very deserving of getting in there.
3: Yeah. And Marshall Falk actually is uh, top of the list with three Offensive Player of the Year awards in the NFL He's uh, equal to Errol Campbell, has one more than Barry Sanders and two more than Marcus Allen and all those other guys that are in the Hall of Fame. So I think he's definitely deserving of getting in there. What about a guy like Curtis Martin? I mean, how long do you think it is oh, yeah. before he gets in? He's kind of like, to me, he's kind of on that edge. I know he had some great seasons with the Jets, but, you know, his numbers are good, but he isn't. He's not really
0: right.
3: – when they talk about greatest running backs of all time, you know, Curtis Martin's not necessarily always in the right. conversation. Right. So how long do, How long before a guy like him gets in, Royce?
0: You know, Ryan, that's a good question. You know, there are good players and great players. And it, it'll never be fair. If your name comes up, whether you're a good player or a great player, you always think you deserve to be in. So it, it'll never be fair. There'll be guys that won't get in there. You know, so, and that, that's the bad thing about it. You can't put everybody in the Hall of Fame. But everybody that's played, you know, th- thinks they deserve to be in there. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a fine line. But the guys that went, I, I mean, they deserved. The guys that didn't go, they deserved to. Yeah, yeah, I
3: agree. And even a guy like Andre Reed, Rick, he went to three right. back-to-back Super Bowls with the Bills. You know, right. what about a guy like that? How Great long fair. before he gets in, Rick?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it it can't be too long because when you look in terms of of yardage and and you know receptions, you know Andre Reed is is amongst the best of them. I mean, the numbers show, you know, and same thing for Curtis Martin. You know, he's got to be in top ten in terms of yardage gain, you know, and and he he deserves to get in there. But just like Roy said, it's not going to be fair. Everybody can't make it. You know, they're only going to take so many. You know, the bad part about it is you only get so many. Chances, you know, there's only all so right. many tries you get to come up, and if you don't make it within that number, then you know, so be it. You're just not in the Hall of Fame, and that's not real good.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys on that. But congratulations to all the guys that made it, Dion, Marshall Falk, everyone that made it to the Hall of Fame. They'll inducted, of course, right before the beginning of the season. Uh, but Dion has really been boasting about his thing. He had
1: a Hall of Fame party before he even got announced, so he must be oh, yeah. getting it ready. <laughs> But everybody knew that Deion Sanders was going to go in. If you right. watch football, you know and you knew he was going to go in. And have, have you ever seen a player, you know, get out on the field and you know pretty much dominate a game off of reputation alone? You know, right. man, as much as, much as Dion did. A lot of times, you know, you wouldn't even know what would happen over there. Just, you know, quarterbacks just didn't want to throw that way because there was always that chance that not only will he catch it, he'll also take it back and start dancing on us. So and they didn't want to see that, man. Dion was one of the best to do.
3: It. Yeah, he was. I agree 100%. Let's take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we'll get started on the biggest game of the season, the biggest game in the city, the biggest game at hand is Super Bowl XLV. We'll be right back on the RF Sports Radio Show, where we do sports from a fan's perspective.
2: Calling all models, Models. calling all actors, Actors. all music artists, calling all comedians Comedians. and producers. I got a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paid gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to WeBookGigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about WeBookGigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now.
1: Super Bowl is coming. Don't miss the chance for your business, product, service, or website to reach thousands of sports fans from around the world that will be coming to our backyard in Dallas-Fort Worth. We have several Super Bowl shows and appearances planned for the biggest evening in sports. We have street teams available to get your message in the hands of sports fans. Don't
2: miss out on reduced advertising rates for more bang for your buck. Email rfsportsradio at gmail That's rf at gmail.com.
3: See you at the Super Bowl. It's finally yeah. over. The new release from Wifel Man, Smoke
2: in the City, Smoke available the now. City. Album features Flo Fly, Him, Ken folks Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featuring production from super producer none other than Big Crit. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, Seven Digital, E Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the
3: City now, and so it's it's Tax time is coming, and you know you want your rapid refund as quick as possible. Call on time tax services at 214 431 7853. That's 214 431 Seven eight five three. Mention RF Sports Radio and get half off on your preparation fees. Call On Time Tax Services 214-431-7853 to get your rapid refund on time. There was Charles Woodson getting his uh, troops all pumped up after that NFC Championship game. He said the president don't want to watch the Super Bowl or come to the Super Bowl since the Bears ain't in it. we we'll just have to go see him when we win it. So I thought that was wow. pretty cool. Let's set the stage here for the Super Bowl guys, Super Bowl XLV, right here in our city in Dallas-Fort Worth at Jerry World uh, at the uh, Cowboys Stadium. Let's talk a little bit about the game before it kicks off at 529 today on Fox. And let's get to the matchups that we're going to have to go over, of course. Let's start with the trenches. As we guys, as we all know, the games are won and lost right there in the trenches. And there's there's some story headlines about these trenches and about the battles coming up, mainly the fact that the offensive line for the Steelers, they've got four guys on the line right now that are going to be guys that did not start the season. Um, and, the, and, of right. course, they, they're going to be missing their starting center, Marquise Pouncey. He's a rookie, but he played very, very well this season. And, of course, they, when, they, when he went out in the championship game, they brought the other guy in. They had a fumble in the end zone for right. a safety. So they've had their problems. Now, he's got to go up against guys like B.J. Rodney. He's got to read the defense and give them the blocking schemes. So, Russ, what do you think about this offensive line for the Steelers, especially with, you know, the center being out?
0: Well, I think I think that's going to be their weakness with Pouncey being out. I mean, the guy was played Pro Bowl status all year. Uh, and then you got to watch out for Woodson on the end. The, the, the start, Pouncey was the guy to point out when they had the blitz. I mean, he had to tell the life, rest of the line who to block and and, and, and who to watch for. So I really think that's going to hurt him and the running game. Because if Pittsburgh doesn't run the ball, they're going to turn into a passing team. Yeah. So
3: I, and then it's and then, really... especially with Pouncey getting out and. And also, uh, Rick, with with one of our ex-Cowboys returning, Flozell Zell was playing on that tackle. Uh, I mean, he's coming back. It's kind of like the revenge of Flozell. We cut him. Here he is. He right. drops down. You know, he gets in cuts his uh, offside penalties in half. His penalties in half, and then he comes back and plays the Super Bowl game in Dallas. So it's kind of like the, the revenge of Flozell. But what about this offensive line for the for the Steelers? I mean, with Pouncey being out and Flozell at the end.
1: I mean, you know, for one, congratulations to Flo Zell. You know, I'm I'm, I'm glad he got a chance to get off in there. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it here. But when you talk about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers line, you know, really, I think they'll be fine. You know, I think they have a coach that demands excellence, and those guys will be all right out there. You know, they I think the the most important spot is the center spot. That's where they'll be hurting at the most. But I think they'll be able to pull it through. Uh, they're gonna have to deal with Big Roger though know, coming through the middle. They're gonna have oh, to yeah. deal with that. And Clay Matthews. You mentioned Charles Wilson, but oh, don't right. forget about Clay Matthews, man. That boy oh, yeah. is great. Right. coming up in there. So Steelers got their work cut out for them, man, but I think they line to be all right.
3: So if uh, you yeah, yeah, I, I think the line Green gonna is, is on the blitz. If you look at the offensive line
0: versus
1: the uh,
3: defensive line, I mean, Rick, who do you give the nod to? You give the nod to, you know, the defensive line of the Packers, the defensive line of the Steelers, which is a great defensive line. They're they're one of the best-ranked defenses out there, next to Green Bay of all people. But if you had to give that nod to one team over the other when it comes to the battle in the trenches, taking into account all the injuries and and what they're going to have to deal with, even from the linebackers, I mean, who are you going
1: to give the nod to in that situation? I mean, when you look at it in terms of both sides of the ball, you know, I would uh, lean towards giving it to the Steelers. You know, I think the Steelers, you know, bring just a little bit more as far as their pass rush is concerned, especially when you bring the linebackers into it. You know, I think the Steelers, you know, I give them the upper hand in this. And that's not to take anything away from Green Bay because Green Bay, is, you know, can put it on them. You know, I just think the Steelers will, will be able to pull it out. I get a nod to them.
3: And, Royce, if you had to look at both sides of the ball and look at both uh, positions, you know, from the defense going against offense and the matchups that will be involved, who do you have to get the offensive line and
0: defensive line to? Well, right now i got to get an offensive line advantage to the Green Bay because of the injury mm-hmm. uh, uh, to Pittsburgh. But I think it's going to come down. I, I think both lines are about the same, equal, the offense and defense. But, uh, like I said, i got to get a nod to Pittsburgh. I think it's gonna to come to, up to the linebackers, and you know these both of them have great linebackers, and it's how these linebackers play, they can start to run, drop back on passes, and come in on the blitz. So I think it's gonna be up to the linebackers more yeah, so that's than the lions. That's a good point. Right. If I had to look at, I think at, the
1: Steelers have more linebackers. You know, right? Yeah, right,
0: that's right. true.
3: That's true. They they have that option where and I was going to mention they have that the option where they can <laughs> interchange parts a lot more easier than right. uh, the Green Bay Packers do. But not taking anything away from the Packers because the Packers have got the number one rated defense in the NFL right now. Right. If I had to look right. at both sides of the ball, defensive line and offensive line, I've got to honestly give the nod to the uh, Packers because I like the way their offensive line is jailed. They start out the season really rough, you know, and plus you got a scrambling quarterback back there that helps out a lot, you know, in your blocking schemes and, and if guys get free. But then that defensive line for the um, for the Green Bay Packers, the way they kinda controlled that offensive line of the um of the Bears, I, I was really impressed by that. B J Rodgers, that's the guy that plays nose tackle, they got an interception for a touchdown. So I gotta give the nod to them. You know, I, I like what they're doing in the trenches. I think they'll definitely win that battle. Now we talked about the trenches and Royce. You hinted around to the running game. So let's talk about that, next. The Pittsburgh Steelers are one of those teams that kind of they kind of run because they need to run. They're a run first type of team. They run to move the chains. And the the Packers are more of a run team. I know they're missing Ryan Ryan Grant. they starting running back. They did find a kind of lightning in the bottle with Stark. You know, during the uh, playoffs, they run a lot run the ball a lot better during the playoffs, but they actually run the ball more so to set up the play-action pass, not necessarily to move the chains. So, Rick, if you look at both of those two aspects there, I mean, who, whose running game do you think is going to be successful, number one, and which one do you think is going to be the better running game?
1: Uh, without question, I think Pittsburgh has the better running game, you know, but, you know, the story goes, you know, you got to be able to get out there and run the ball and control the game with the run game, and that's what Pittsburgh is used to doing. You know, if Green Bay is able to stop the run and turn Pittsburgh into a passing team, Green Bay will have a whole lot better chance of winning this
0: game. All right. I I agree with Rick. You know, you have to lose right. But it's also going to be whose linebackers can stop the running game. I mean, whoever can get five yards on first down would have a better running game. That's to me. That's my opinion. Yeah, and with the way
3: these linebackers play, I mean, it's almost you know you got to If you get to the linebackers, then you kind of had a success, you know, running the ball. Right. If you get to right. the secondary, then that's going to be a big game for you either way. But my thing is like this: I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have to be successful on the run game for the offense that's to work. Right. You know they right. have to, but but the Packers don't necessarily have to. So, no, I mean, I the, pressure's on, the pressure's on Pittsburgh to make sure they have a great running game, not so much on the Packers. So, Rick, do you think that's going to play a role? Because all the Packers have to do is call enough running players to make the play action work. So when you get there yes. nine,
1: because, yes. because they don't have to have all the pressure. I think that, I mean that's going to count. You know, that's where Green Bay's advantage advantage will be. You know, the only problem is, you know, Pittsburgh's secondary is okay. They just have Troy Polamalu back there who just makes wow. all the difference in the world. You know, but the advantage goes to the Packers in terms of the passing game. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers, not to take anything away from Ben, I think Aaron Rodgers is just a better quarterback right now, or at least he's playing right now. like a better quarterback right, right now. You right. know what I mean? I would have to lean towards Ben because of the experience alone he's been here. You know, but Aaron Rodgers, without question, he's putting up the numbers, he's making the right choices, and he's got receivers to go to too.
3: Yeah, true, true. Well, let's jump into receivers because that was my next point. I mean, these receiving calls for the Green Bay Packers has been great. I mean, they've been some of the best receivers in in the league this year. I mean, if you talk about veteran guys like Donald Driver to speed receivers, you know, you got James Jones, you've got um, Greg Jennings. you got so many different options on the receiving end. Even though they lost their top tight end this season. But on the other side of the ball, I mean, you got a speed guy like Mike Wallace, you got a possession guy like Hans Ward, so you got Randall Leo back there who can actually throw the ball, run the ball, so he can always be an offensive threat in a game like this. But I've got to give the nod to the Packers on the receiving court. The way I've seen them play,
0: those receivers that they have, I mean, you got to give the nod to them. Am I right, Royce? Well, you, one thing you say about these two teams—they've never been short on receivers. They've always had great receivers. I can go all the way back to Lynn Swann and Shannon Sharp. But for the nod, I got to give it to—I got to give it to uh, the to, to, to Packers because uh, these guys can catch anything Aaron Rodgers can throw. And you know, you can say the same for Green Bay. I mean, I'm sorry for Pittsburgh, but I, I got to get a nod to Green Bay though. And neither one of these teams has never been charted on receivers.
3: And, Rick, if you look at the receiving core for both of these teams, who are you giving a nod to?
1: I think I think Mike Wallace has been a pleasant surprise for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hans Ward, he's consistent as usual. You know, he's he's always been one of the better receivers in the league. But when you talk about the collection, you know, of receivers that the team has, I would have to give it to to, to Green Bay. Green Bay's has got a collection out there, you know. They got Donald Driver, who's a veteran receiver. You know, great job to him finally get to play right. in the Super Bowl, you know. And but I have Greg Jennings, you know, they they got some pretty good receivers out there, and it's a number of them. They can go four deep if they need to. Yes. Yeah, right. You know, we
0: can't forget about the tight ends. And he's he's a he's, a, he's, a, he's yeah, making to the tight end place. Yeah, you
3: got Heath Miller, which is a a big target for Ben. But on the right. on the right. adverse side of the receivers, we know that the Packers got a better collective receiving core. We all agree on that. But if you look at the secondary for both of these teams, now, this is a harder matchup for me because on the oh, secondary yeah. you got Charles Woodson, the guy that won the NFL Defensive MVP last year. Uh, plus you got Tremont Williams the way he's been playing and the playoffs is unbelievable with all the picks he's had to end games. And then on the other side of the ball, you always got Troy Palamato floating around out there in space, especially on passing downs, delivering hits, and, and going straight for the ball. He's not looking to defend anybody. He wants the interception and wants the turnover. So if you look at both of these teams on the secondary side, Rick, who do you have to give the nod
1: to there? Man, that's, it, it, that is real tough. Collectively, though, with I, I'd have to give it to the Packers. You know, because I just think they have a number of guys. But, you know, when you talk about individual performance, when you got like got a guy like Troy Polamalu, plays safety, plays roverback, and he can come up and fill in a linebacker spot if you need him to, man. And he blitz really well. He covers. You know, I would have to give it to him individually. But yeah, as a collection, yeah. it would have to go to the Packers. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And that says a lot when the Packers has a guy named Charles Woodson over there.
0: Right, right.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. And I, I think I have to give it to the Pack, too because like you said, collective the way they play, the way they put their cloud defense on and kinda, you know, play zone. Even with the linebackers like Clay Matthews and AJ Hall getting out there in coverage on the wide on the uh, tight ends, I think they had the advantage there. But Troy Palomalo is just like that X factor on defense. He's like that one guy that could change the game. And I think that the Packers have two guys on their defense that could change the game and that's Clay Matthews. And Charles Woodson. That's why I had to get the nod right. to them in that secondary when it comes to defending uh, against those wide receivers, especially against the Pittsburgh wide receivers. Because I think they can play deep on Mike Wallace. I think they can play up close and get a, get a chance to put a hat on Heath Miller when the
0: time comes. But well, Royce, if you look at both secondaries, who do you like in this one? I gotta give the Green Bay, but you gotta think both of these. I would I hate to throw against either one of these teams because both of them uh, uh, secondary is so good. And you got to look at the matchup for the receivers. You know, we talked about the receivers, too. It's going to be a battle, man. I mean, it's going to be a real battle. But these yeah. teams are so much alike. This is the first time I can remember seeing two teams that so much alike, you know, and both of them are number one in the category. So it's going to be a great matchup, man. It really is. Yeah, and while we're on the subject of old passing game, we got
3: to talk about the uh, the pass defense, and that's and that's the the team is able to get the pressure the quarterback the best. Now right. we all know the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dick LeBeau, they're going to drop all kinds of schemes to try to get to uh, Rodgers as much as they can from James Harrison to Troy Polamalu coming in. But I think that even um, even the um, the Packers are going to do the same thing with Clay Matthews oh, yeah. and AJ Hawk. They're going to be blitzing them, Charles Woodson. Woodson. So if you look at the pass rush for both teams, Royce, who do you like in this
0: situation? Right now, i got to put it dead even. That, that's my opinion. I, I can't pick one on that one. It's dead even to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, dead hmm. even is a pretty good way to go. We talk about both of these it uh, is. 2 It's versus defense. <laughs>
0: right. But,
3: Rick, if you look at both, you got to go dead even, too, I know.
1: No, I mean, if I have to give you one, I'm going to give you the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I, I think Clay Matthews, you know, for the Green Bay Packers, is their best rush option. You know, I think uh, uh, Big watch you know, he can rush a little bit, but I think he's there more All for right. stuff in the run. You know, but when it comes to the to the blitzing, you know, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, they got too many linebackers, too many, you know, good schemes, and they've right. always been able to get in there and get at the quarterback. So I'd have to give it to them.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like both of these defenses, man. Like you said, though, Pittsburgh has just been – that team has been relentless on that pass rush for so long, you know Dick has got something definitely playing for him so but you know the the escapability of both of these quarterbacks is going to be key for both pass rushes. Right. You got a guy like right. Rodgers that you know is second to Michael Vick in rushing far as it comes right. to in to quarterbacks rushing in the NFL. You got a guy like Big Ben, he's bigger than most of the linebackers on any other team. The hardest quarterback to bring down the NFL is going to make a huge dynamic when it comes to the pass rush for both teams. Let's take a quick uh break real fast, guys. When we come back, we break down the two of the biggest positions on today's game at 530. That's gonna be the quarterback and the coaches. So we'll talk about them. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective.
2: What's up out there with it? World. What's up, with it's it it your boy you? Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building. Okay. You dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join IcebreakerProductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE audit right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. Or you can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, every Wednesday... Y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Well, you hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the mm-hmm. podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. Anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a Facebook now. lover, hit us up, Iceberg Productions, You know right what they do. Now. And if uh, all of y'all to like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're now. You're still in the old school, and you know what I'm saying? you still on my yeah. hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. We ain't and tripping. Uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, The Reason That You Hearing My voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. Hi, this is Pastor Monica Wallace. I want to personally invite you to Kingdom Encounter every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdomencounter each and every Sunday at 5 p.m. Hear what the kingdom has to offer you and have your own encounter. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdomencounter. Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time with me, Pastor Monica Wallace, and may God bless you.
3: This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is?
0: It's a mobilized version of an attorney's regular website so that people can access the site on mobile phones like smartphones, whether it be HTC iphone android blackberry
3: or palm or any windows based system so why does an attorney need lives dot com well if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their
2: mobile phone obviously they can't see it so if you don't have a mobilized version of your
0: site you're missing out on millions of customers and you know for business that's not a good thing especially in 2011
3: so what's the best way for people to get in contact with lawapps.com Go to our website at lawapps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S. Or they can give us a call at our
0: toll-free number at 1-888-974-6784. That's 1-888-974-6784.
3: And it's lawapps.com, L-A-W-A-P-P-Z.com. Get your law firm out of the dark ages. Oh, yeah, the way to get the new release from
2: Rifleman, Smoke in the City, Smoke available the now. City. Album features Blowfly, Mayhem, Kimfo, Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featuring production from super producer none other than Big Chris, available now. And all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's
3: and we are back live on the RF Sports Radio Show. we we'll are break it down the Super Bowl. If you guys are listening to us live, make sure you call us at 323-927-2906. Stay in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.com. If you want to join our chat room, go to com slash rfsports and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com. Slash RF Sports Radio, and you can always email the show at rfSportsRadio at gmail dot com. And we're on uh, Monday through Friday, five days a week, at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So everyone listening from out of town, we thank you for tuning in to us in our preview show for Super Bowl XLV. And make sure you stay in contact with our show at all times. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right, let me bring my people back on, my co-hosts here, Royce and Rick as we get into uh, more of the Super Bowl talk, we talk about two of the biggest positions. The the two positions are going to have the most amount of pressure, the most amount of uh, nerves going on. It's going to be the quarterback and the head coach. Let's start with the quarterback first, Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, started out the season on the – actually uh, suspended for four games after an off-season incident at a bar with a young lady. we won't get into too many details about that, but he came back after four games. The Steelers went 3-1 and one during that series, and now they're in the Super Bowls. So it's a matter of redemption for Big Ben in some some sense of the word. He's trying to mend his relationship with the whole Steelers nation. A lot of people don't like what he did in the offseason, the way he carries himself. He's kind of made a wholesale change, and now he's back into the Super Bowl. But this is his third time in seven seasons going to the Super Bowl. He's got a perfect record. He's won both times. He's went before. So, Roy, talk a little bit about your thoughts about Big Ben as a quarterback He hasn't always played well in the Super Bowl, but he's been that guy to make that last throw that needs to be made to win. And he's actually won, even though he's had a pretty bad passer rating.
0: Well, a sign of a good quarterback is finding a way to win. And I got to give it to Ben. He's always found a way to win. And I I look for the same thing today. Uh, He he plays still a football. Still a football is is just what it is. They're not going to change who they are. And Ben, you know, by being there for the third time and having one or two, got to give the nod to Ben. But you're talking about quarterbacks. These both guys, both can throw on the run. Both of them have big arms. I think it comes down to whoever makes the less turnovers will probably win this game.
3: Man, Rick, if you look at just Big Ben and what he's been able to do this season, coming back after being suspended and having these games and having his team, quarterbacking his team, to another
1: Super Bowl appearance, I mean, how big is that? I mean, it's huge. It's huge for Big Ben, you know, and you got to give him credit. You know, I think Big Ben, I think he'll be able to go out there and make make some good plays. You know, he's got his capability, like you you mentioned before. You know, he's a defensive end playing quarterback,
0: you know, so he's really, really
1: hard to bring down. You know, so, right. I you know, I would have to lean towards Big Ben just because of the experience factor. You know, both quarterbacks going to have pressure on him, but most, most of the pressure is going to be on Aaron Rodgers. You know, because the one thing Big Ben can say is I've done this before.
0: You know, I've been here,
1: I've won some. He can turn around and say that to the fans and the rest of the NFL. At least I won one. At least I won two. And Aaron Rodgers can't say that. You know what I mean? So all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers.
3: Well, you're absolutely correct. I mean, the thing with Big Ben is I don't think he has to play well for them to win. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, I think he's got to have an awesome day for them to actually win the game. But I don't think Big Ben has to play well to win. If you think about the AFC Championship game, he had a 30-quarterback rating when they won that game, a hard-fought game against the Jets. Then when he won the Super Bowl, his last Super Bowl had a 27-quarterback rating, and they still won. He still made that great throw uh, to to, um, Holmes, uh, Santonio Holmes that great throw at the end of the game to win it. So he's that guy that can always count on to make that big play. He's done it. He's been there. But that can mean he's kind of relaxed as well, too, in the same respect. He's not as amped up as he was before. He's got a lot to prove on and off the field, and they could be weighing heavily on him. But, like you said, he doesn't have to play well to really win the game. But if he does win this game, that's three Super Bowl rings in seven years. I mean, the guy went to the AFC Championship game as a rookie, won the next year after that. I mean, talk about Big Ben for a second, his place in NFL history, Royce. I mean, is he going to be, you know, could he be considered one of the greatest of all times? I know he's playing in the shadow of Terry Bradshaw,
0: but think about what he's done in the short amount of time he's been there. He's got a long way to go. Well, you know, you yes, absolutely right. He has, he has a, you know, most quarterbacks don't make it to their third Super Bowl, but I think it's off the field, outside the field. And it's really caused him to be such a great player, you know, because people don't, they may forgive, but they don't forget, you know, and I think that's hanging over him. Until he get out, out from his off-the-field annex, That he won't be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks. But at the same time, the guy has been a proven guy. He has done big plays, and I think all the pressure's on Aaron Rodgers, he's got to live up to the Green Bay mystique. Brett Farr, you know, he's always played in his shadows, and until he wins the Super Bowl, I don't think he'll ever be able to shine as one of the greatest, you know, quarterbacks. No matter what his numbers are, I think he has to win a Super Bowl to redeem himself uh, for the Green Bay franchise and to get out from under Bart. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Brett. No, I'm talking about right, Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. Shadow. <laughs> Brett Favre, Shadow. Well, I mean, I'm even, sorry. but even
3: but even Bart, 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 uh, Bart, <laughs> Bart, so, Bart, Bart it's right. It, it, you know, that was my next question when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and both Big Ben. Which one has the biggest shadow to play on the Is it is it Aaron Rodgers with Aaron you know Rodgers. the fans and then and Brett Favre and, and him retiring now? So much talk about him coming back to retire as a Packer and being part of the organization. And even they asked Rodgers during media day, hey, have you talked to Brad? And said, no, I haven't spoken with him. We haven't had any conversations whatsoever. The back and forth is going under the media between Ben Roethlisberger and Terry Bradshaw. They don't like each other. He's playing under his shadow and, and the shadow of the whole steel curtain, the whole mystique
1: of the Steelers. Well, Rick, who's playing under the biggest shadow out of both of these two quarterbacks? In my mind, it's Aaron Rodgers without question. I mean, it's way too much history that goes along with both the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Packers. But I think the Packers as far as the quarterback position is concerned, it's way too much history there, you know, and they, they pretty much have quarterbacks that get there. They stay in place for years and years and years. They put up big numbers. They win games. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers has got that he's got way more to to, to look up to. Mm. Now, that's not to take anything away from Terry Bradshaw, you know, but one thing I can say about Terry Bradshaw and about being Roethlisberger, they've always been recipients of having a good defense and a good running game, you know, so they don't have to go out there and do much. They've always played on good teams, period. They've always been on good teams.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, and I think think you're right. I think the biggest shadow is
3: for uh, Aaron Rodgers to play under because, number one, Rodgers doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. I mean, Ben has, two, So he's kind of got his own thing already established. He doesn't have anything. And if he loses this game today, I mean, of course, you can already hear, you know, the people in Green Bay, what's going to happen, the the, other Packer Nation, how they're going to feel, especially if he plays poorly and they lose. So, I mean, he's got the biggest shadow to really play up under. But I think think Rodgers can do it. I mean, Rodgers so far in the playoffs has been the better of the two quarterbacks. If you look at the numbers, you know, passing and being able to, to pull the team for collision. wins. I mean, they had a big win against Atlanta. They won in right. um, in uh, Chicago. I mean, all their wins have been on the road at the same respect. So he's actually played a lot better than Ben in the game. I got to give the nod to him. I like the way he's playing. I know he's hot right now. But a lot of times the quarterback has got to be hot for in to win the game. I think he's one of the hottest ones right now. You know, he is the hottest oh, yeah. one right now. He's in the Super Bowl.
1: Got
0: better weapons right. too. Yeah, he got better right. weapons from the same respect. And yeah, and then the player he really has. I played Big Ben, but at the same time, the Pittsburgh Steelers have to rely on their defense to win more so than yep. their offense, where it's just up off to the Green Bay. You know, he can going mm. just on offense with the ordinary defense. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I
3: mean, those two guys right there got the most amount of pressure and of the two would you guys give big ben the nod to handle the pressure the best oh yeah
1: without question you saw you saw how they blew up that situation with him out there partying you saw him he was kicking it wasn't he he was out there kicking big ben ain't big ben ain't worried about nothing he know he's gonna look he's been there it's not a big deal to him all
3: right
0: yeah Yeah. right
3: that is true Let's jump to the coaches here. I mean, Mike Tomlin's got one ring already with Big Ben. He's back. He's one of those coaches. He's kind of like a player's coach. He's he's right in there with them trying to fire them up and get them all ready to go. Then you got a guy like Mike Mike McCarthy who took a lot of heat from not just uh, the NFL but Green Bay fans in general about the way he handled Brett Favre. And here he is. He's got his team in the playoffs, uh, through the playoffs, and into the Super Bowl. So he's done a great job this season. But if you look at both of these coaches, I mean they both have two kind of different styles. Mike McCarthy's real quiet, more of a coach, X's and O's type of guy. And then Mike Thomas, one of those guys that really kinda kinda has that fire in him to kinda, you know, amp the players up a lot more on the sidelines and getting in their face. More so than Mike McCarthy does. But if you had to look at both players and
0: both I mean, both coaches and both coaches' styles, Royce, who do you have to get the nod to there? Oh, Mike Tomlin, McCartney would have to out coach Tomlin today to win the game. Whereas Mike Tomlin can play just steal a football and win the game. But I, I got to get it out to Mike Tomlin. He's been there. He's uh, shown he can coach, and in, uh, in this type of situation, he's proven that they won. And I, but he has to McCartney has to out coach him today to win the game. Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. mm-hmm. And Rick, you feel the tell you same way. I tell you, you,
1: I tell you what though, uh, Mike McCarthy sure looks real smart right now. Even he though the way he handled Brett Favre, you know, he looks real smart right now. He right. got the right. not only is the quarterback, you know, doing the things that he expected. They're in the Super Bowl, you know, so you got to give him a whole lot of credit. But I'd have lean towards Mike Tomlin. You know, he's not really a loud guy, contrary to what a lot of people believe. You know, he's just a real stern guy. You know what I mean? And he's X's and old, but he knows how to get his point across. Plus, his haircut is always fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's one thing you can't say yeah, I mean, about old Mike. Yeah, he be having fresh. the freshest cut in the league.
3: Oh, he got the Steve right. Harvey <laughs> lining down, believe me. Oh, yeah. He got the Steve <laughs> Harvey lining down, believe that.
1: Right. So yeah. now,
3: guys, we come to the end of our show. Now, this is the most important part of our show. Those of y'all that listen to us ever since we started, we always make picks right before the games. And I went back and listened to all of our previous shows and went through all my notes to try to find out who is in the lead at the end of the season. And it's too close to call. It really is. We're all kind of dead even right now. So wow. let's make these picks and the winner of these picks. Of course, we're going to have to pick not just the winner, but also the scores. So the winner, the one that gets close, will be crowned the king for this NFL season until we get the next season. So you get bragging rights for several months to come. So take your time making these picks. Now, of course, we got to give it to Royce to pick first, only because he's on injured reserve. He's the elder statesman of the show, so I will uh, default to him, let him pick first. Royce, who you <laughs> pick for this Super Bowl here in Dallas and why?
0: Okay, Rick, like I said at the, the beginning end. of the show, I have, I have on yellow socks, black pants, and a green shirt. So, obviously, I don't have a favorite in this game. But uh, I have never, you don't. set the record straight, <laughs> I have I have never picked Pittsburgh in my life. Going back to being a Dallas Cowboys fan, when they played Dallas in the playoffs, I've always wished them to lose. And at the same time, I've never been a Green Bay fan because they also beat Dallas in the mm. playoff game that I watched. And I had my heart broken. So, having said that, my who I would like to see win will be Green Bay. And now I'm going to mm-hmm. go with my pick today. Even though I have the okay. strangest feeling Pittsburgh will pull this off, my sympathy, uh, my heart is leaning more towards Green Bay. So I'm going to pick mm-hmm. Green Bay, but I'm dressed for whoever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, dressed. so if you're going to pick Green Bay, what score are you going to see them winning by?
0: Uh, and my score is 24-17
3: twenty four seventeen. Okay now Rick, it's on you, man. Who you picking and what score you got
1: and why. Man, make no bones about it. Cowboy fan number one. <laughs> so I hate both these teams. <laughs> you know. I hate both of 'em. You know, I you know, I don't like, you know, the pack of fans. I think they're rooting obnoxious right. and they don't give nobody right. else no credit. You know. Right. And the Pittsburgh Steelers I you know, it's too much too much robbery going on there. You know. Right. But you know, I would have to lean towards the Pittsburgh Steelers, as much as I hate to say it. You know, mm-hmm. I would have to lean towards them. I think they, they'll be the team to to pull it out and I give them the experience factor, you know, right now with the collection of the players that they have. You know, I do think it's going to be a pretty good game, and I, I can't listen to the Packer fans brag on the, on, on, on them winning. <laughs> they do it. 24-21, right. right. black and yellow black, wow. and yellow, black and
0: yellow, black and yellow.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Twenty four, wow. twenty one. That's a good score. So
0: you really don't like you like me. You really don't care who wins this I mean, but you play. Nah, not more. at all. Right, okay, right. so what? I got a big old pot of beans with the sausage in it, man.
1: I'm <laughs> frying up some fish, and I'm gonna make some right. jalapeno and cheddar cheese cornbread. And I'm gonna eat good. I ain't worried about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I
1: got you. I got you, Rick.
3: Now, if I have to, now let me make my pick real quick. I'm I'm gonna pick the Packers to win. Only because wow. they are in the NFC team, and I can't see the Steelers getting seven rings, and the and the and the boys oh, only have I five. Hate that too. So right. I, I can't right. see that happen, especially having have them get that ring right there in Cowboy Stadium the first year by Super Bowl here would just be heartbreaking for me and for Cowboy fans around the world. Right. I'm gonna right. give it to the Packers because I think they're hot. I think they're one of the hottest teams. In the NFL, the road they've had to travel to get to the Super Bowl has been a lot harder than the Pittsburgh Steelers have to do with with two home games. And they had to go on the road against some tough teams. I'm going to give it to them. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like their weapons on offense, and I like the way their defense is playing too. My score is going to be a little bit higher than you guys. I've got 28-24 for my score for the Packers. So, Royce is going to come down to score for me and you if the Packers win. And if the Steelers win, Rick, you just win outright either way it goes. So, so well, nobody scored out
0: at twenty points. That's for sure. So it's gonna be a pretty close <laughs> <gross> game, right? <laughs> right.
3: Well, I've got well, like I said, I got twenty eight twenty four. worse, you got twenty four seventeen. And Rick, you've got the Steelers twenty four to twenty one. Sounds like it's gonna be a pretty close, close, entertaining game nonetheless. Now, before we go, Rick, let me ask you something. What has to happen for your team, your pick, the Steelers, to lose?
1: For them to lose. Yeah. Um, if they if their running game is shut down, you know, uh their chances of winning goes down dramatically. You know, that's what Green Bay is gonna have to do to win. If if all they gotta do is shut their running game down. If they don't do that, Pittsburgh's gonna win the game. And Roy
0: from the ask you, for the Packers to lose, what has to happen? No turnover. You cannot turn the ball over to Pittsburgh. You have to have a turnover free game. No fumbles, no intercepts. I think they have yeah, a chance to
3: win. I agree with you on that. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to our Super Bowl show. This is Super Bowl XLV Preview. Make sure you stay in contact with our show at all times. Go to rfsportsradio.com or blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. We hope we're glad everyone came to the city. Y'all be safe out there. It's going to be partying tonight like it was yesterday. Now the snow and the ice is gone. So everyone have a great time. We're on every day during the week, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Show. You guys enjoy the game, and we'll see you guys on Monday where our guest will be So Siyankovic on the show talking about the Mavs, hopefully in his debut, and then, of course, we'll review the Super Bowl from the day. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. Enjoy the game.
1: All right, y'all have a good one, man.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
1: Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right,
1: ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchases, by law, 18 plus apply. See website for details.